get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Welcome in to Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. The show is presented by our friends at Surly Brewing Company and also TCL. They're offering up a new lineup of award-winning TVs, delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. All right, boys. Four question Friday here on the show. And let's start with this one. I mean, maybe 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 we'll get some actual news on this before the day is over. But the Vikings have a free agent visitor right now, another former Packer, <laughs> Chandon Sullivan, is a slot cornerback who's visiting the Vikings right now. Uh, the Vikings have been updating on their Twitter account that he has begun his visit. I don't know how often they're going to be updating if he's going to. He is he is taking a bathroom break. He's having a light lunch in the break room between meetings. But Chandon Sullivan is in the house. He's visiting. The Vikings need cornerback help. Uh, I'll give you a couple nuggets here. So according to Pro Football Focus, Sullivan ranked 10th last season among 41 slot cornerbacks, so 10th out of 41, in yards allowed per snap in the slot. Mm -hmm. So his overall grade was among all cornerbacks. was just kind of average. Uh, but he was 10th out of 41 in yards allowed per snap in the slot. Mackenzie Alexander, by the way, was 35th out of 41. Mm. So first question, what do you think about Chandon Sullivan? I'm fine with it. I like it. Um, I think it's absolutely it, – it's imperative to get a guy that can play that position because that's now akin to a starting job. I, I think that uh, the research shows that the nickel corners in, what, 55% of the time or something like yeah. that. So, yeah, if you can get a guy who, who had – Success, who knows the Mike Pettin, I guess, Ed Donatel 3-4 base defense. Yes, I am all in on on filling that job. It might not be as important as the other outside corner, but it's damn close, so I'm good with it. they got to bring in someone, because I'm not trusting Chris Boyd to play 90% of the snaps, so if uh, if Chad and Sullivan can come in here and stabilize things, yeah. I mean, the, the Vikings, if they have two... Above average, honestly, elite pass rushers in Daniel Hunter and Zadarius Smith. If you can at least be average against the pass, I think that would be a win for the Vikings. And bringing in a guy like Sullivan, who isn't a world beater, but should be should provide some stability at the cornerback position, should be a good thing for the Vikings. Dude, he it is uh, it's kind of shocking how bad Mackenzie Alexander turned out to be last year. And he was a second round pick, and then he went away for a year, came back. Yeah, but he was among the, those forty one slot cornerbacks. Mackenzie Alexander allowed the third most yards of any of them last year. So he was just awful and probably not going to come back now. So I'm listening. I mean, Chandon Sullivan's not, he's not going to, he's, he's going to be kind of an average to slightly above average player. And sometimes that's all you need, but you're going to need Cam Dantzler to keep playing well, take a step forward, but I'm fine with it. I'm good. It's kind of a bargain bin signing. If it happens, I'm in on it. I feel like it would be, hypocritical of this show right now to pivot and be like, you can't sign him. You need an up upgrade there. Like we haven't been talking about upgrading this team for 2022. So yeah, if you can bring in a guy that can do the job is not a train wreck. 
that's fine. Take some chances. Like you are, if you're going to go for it, which they're doing and I don't agree with, but they clearly are doing, you're going to have to take some chances. Yep. And he is, he's not, well, he was, he was an undrafted free agent with the Eagles in 2018 and then wound up the last three seasons with the Packers. And he's played, you know, I mean, he played 800 plus snaps in each of the last two seasons. So he's effectively a starting player in terms of volume of snaps. Awesome. Uh, but he's also only 25 and a half years old. Okay. So he doesn't turn 26 until training camp. And that's another thing here. Like some of the players they're bringing in, Harrison Phillips, if they if they finalize this thing with Chan and Sullivan, these aren't just 2022 moves. These are 25, 26, 27-year-old guys that could help you for a three-year window. Mm-hmm. So I like that. And maybe this is part of what Quasey's talking about, having one foot into the future and one foot in the present. Um, so we'll see what happens with Chan and Sullivan. All right, question number two here for you gentlemen. You like that? You like that? The Zadarius Smith contract turned out to be very team-friendly for the Vikings. So it's a $42 million contract, but only $6.5 million fully guaranteed at signing. It's a signing bonus of, it's like $5 million or whatever spread out throughout the the, the, the three years of the contract, and then there's a base of like a million and a half. Very incentive-heavy, considering his injury history. So he has uh, per-game roster bonuses that get him up to $3 million more in each of the seasons. And the contract, to this point, only carries, according to multiple cap experts, a 3.1-ish million-dollar hit for 2022. So by my math, if, if we include Thielen's restructure and we now include the Zadarius Smith contract being team-friendly, the Vikings still have around $17 million in cap space, also including the Daniil Hunter restructure. So question number two is, what are your thoughts on the Zadarius Smith team-friendly deal and what it means for the Vikings? I absolutely love the contract. There is no downside. It's a great gamble to take uh, on a guy who is 29 coming off back surgery but make no mistake the downside I guess from this standpoint is there is a gamble here um he's coming off back surgery I think he played it in the regular season opener for the Packers last season missed the entire regular season and then came back and played in the playoff game yeah um that being said though it's a great contract I mean worst case he goes down in training camp and he's done uh yeah it's football Best case, best case, he achieves the incentives. He plays a ton. He gets 15 sacks. So this was definitely a, a contract where if you are going to, to quote crazy, operate between the margins, this is that, right? This is operating between, this is trying to find a guy uh, on the market who there is risk involved, but the reward is potentially huge. And And I will go back to what I said before. If you're going to do what the Vikings are set on doing for 2022, given their circumstances, these are the type of moves that you have to at least take a gamble on. And if it works, you're going to look pretty damn good. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a great contract for the Vikings. And remember, too, the Packers are paying him $11 million to not play for them. So he has a dead cap hit of $11 million on Green Bay's side for this season as well. So he still, in a way, gets a big payday from two different teams, mostly being in his former team. But from the Vikings side, you have two pass rushers now who should be able to get after the quarterback at an elite rate. And yes, there's an injury concern there. Back injuries are scary, especially for someone who's approaching his age 30 season. But on paper, the Vikings have two very good pass rushers in the 100s, Darius Smith. 
and I'm here for it. I mean, there's there's never really been any question about Rob Brzezinski's ability to just get creative with the cap and find ways to to uh, to carve space where there doesn't appear to be much. And this falls into that category. I love this. Obviously, there's some risk here. And even though he passed his physical, you know, it's still a back issue. So right. you got to be got to be a little bit careful going forward here. Um, and I, I don't think this precludes them from also drafting an edge rusher high in the first or second round because, you know, there's major injury concerns with both of their starters. And you're going to need more than two edge rushers going forward anyways. But if this plays out and he's healthy and he even plays 75% of the games and the snaps, this is a great contract. And what I like best about it, again, if my math is right, and I think it's pretty close, $17 million under the cap right now, which isn't in great shape, and you missed out on some first-wave offensive linemen and some other players while you try to clear cap space, it allows you to sign your draft picks and still go get at least one or two starting caliber free agents. And until he signs elsewhere, I'm going to keep throwing out J.C. Treader's name. Like, he's out there. The daily J.C. He's, he's, he's yep. had injury issues, but, like, you can afford him. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with, with the rest of that cap space. Patrick Peterson coming back. Would you want Patrick Peterson coming back? For the right price, Patrick yeah. Come back, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I'm beginning to wonder if they're going to – not in the first round. I'm beginning to wonder if they're going to try and draft a center, though. I just can't get my head around the fact that Kevin O'Connell really thinks Bradbury's good. He might. I might be wrong about that. Yeah, it's. I can't get my head the, around it. The whole like the whole wishful thinking approach to GMing and even to like yeah. being a fan. It's like just. I think you should treat this roster as if okay, if Garrett Bradbury surprises us at some point, cool. Like okay, you're now going to be you're going to be the swing offensive lineman because you're not a starting caliber guy. Yeah. And if our tutelage and development and coaching elevates you back up to where people thought you were going to be three years ago, pleasant yeah. surprise. But I wouldn't go into the season relying on development to make him better. He's had three years to prove it. And so. how do you and how do you watch his film and say we can change that? Like, what about his film? Because there are guys that you see on film and pr- probably think, oh, if I coached him, it's going to be different. Garrett Bradbury is being tossed around like a ragdoll, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's tough to justify. I'm gonna. By the way, on uh, on tomorrow's episode on the Purple Daily reads the comments. We actually do have two or three really good comments and questions about Bradbury, and so we can devote even more of a chunk nice. on that episode. Um, all right, halftime here of Four Question Friday, and so let's talk about our favorite halftime beverage, Judd. Oh, let's see here. You're talking about my friends at Surly at Surly Brewing, and I'm going to tell you right now, the weekend is essentially here, and so here's what I want you to do. Here's the game plan. Here is your free agent acquisition for the next three days at least. It's the first Surly Variety Pack of 2022. What does that offer? Well, the Furious, of course, because that's the official beer of Judd. Havoc Machine is outstanding. Ghost Empire Dark Lager is outstanding. But then the superstar of the pack, in my opinion, no disrespect to the first three I read. The Hyper Modern Idaho 7 IPA is absolutely fantastic. Again, head to the liquor store, head to the refrigerator, and say to yourself, let's see, I'm going to go free agent beer shopping. Who should I acquire? First Surly Variety Pack of 2022. That's the answer. And then once you're done, show us your cans. Get home. Crack one open exactly right. Show I, us your cans. I was, at, uh, at again. I was talking to Dave, our buddy at Surly, yesterday. I went down to the brew hall. And he gave me a little tip with the uh, Grapefruit Supreme, which I'm going to dabble in this weekend. Drop nice. a little bit of tequila in that Grapefruit Supreme. 
and I will Ooh. report back on Monday with my oh. with my report of Grapefruit Supreme with a little tequila dropped in there. Mildly irresponsible, and I like it. Yep, that's Dave who I has am. become. Dave has become a good friend, and I'm going to tell you right now, he will never lead you astray. <laughs> just if you're curled up in the fetal position, he is a you know, beer Someone master. else's living room, yeah. just yeah. wondering what happened. Don't blame Dave. Uh, also, a shout out to our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. So uh, the culture of that company, we talk about culture with the purple all the time, is is very strong. The marketing reps that are going to help your business go through several months of training in Owatonna before they even get assigned to regional offices throughout the country. They specialize in core industries that they know and understand rather than trying to sell as many policies as possible. And you can find out more about how Federated can help your business at federatedinsurance.com where it's our business to protect yours. You like that? You like that? All right, question number three here. So the uh, DraftKings came out with updated playoff odds in the NFC. It's just odds to make the playoffs. Tampa Bay, Green Bay, still at the top of the heap in the NFC, minus 600 and minus 500, respectively. And then the next tier is Rams, 49ers, Cowboys, all in the minus 225 to minus 270 range. And then spots, let's see here, uh, six and seven are Arizona and Minnesota at the bottom of the wild card list. So, so the Vikings right now, according to DraftKings Sportsbook, are fighting for the seventh seed if the season started today. So question number three is, how many wins do you think the Vikings are pacing toward right now as you look at this thing? And let's assume that they can draft a cornerback, like, right. you know. However, you would use the seventeen million in cap space. I'm going to say they are pacing towards because I do, do not think they're going to be a train wreck. I'm going to say they're pacing towards. I'm going to give them nine wins right now. Mm. Nine wins, I think, is incredibly fair. Um, I think that the the offense, no question, should take a step. It's going to be, I hope, and certainly should be better constructed. Play calling should improve by a lot. The defense, I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this coming off of a, a Zim defense, but it can't be worse. Like, it has to improve. Uh, I think the change in philosophy will help there as well. So I'm going to put the Vikings on nine wins, um, with probably best case being around, being like 10. But, um, yeah, I, I think that this team is going to continue to be what this team has been of late, which is a team that is really good at – at treading water, but not going up to that next stage, next stage, which I hope will be 2023, where they reach the next level. Next, I, I am as I have them at eight right now. Have them at eight okay. wins as currently constructed. I didn't see what they do in the draft. If they get Treader, you know, that bumps up maybe a half a win. If they if they get get two really solid cornerbacks in the draft, or maybe another defensive end, another half win there. But right now, before the draft, I'm as at at eight wins. I'm trying to find uh, like a lot. Of, a lot of the sports books are still waiting because free agency is not over yet. So there's there's not all of the sports books have jumped in with win totals here. But I'm going to assume that they draft a blue chip corner in the first round that's ready to start day one, okay. and that they bring back Patrick Peterson. So they'll have and and, and they'll, I'm sure they'll they'll find a slot cornerback who's at least competent. Like Chandon Sullivan would be fine. So then they'll have four cornerbacks that you kind of trust and figure out, you know, is Cam starting? Is you know, does the does the rookie sit for a while? Um I'm gonna trust that they sign a center or a guard. 
that makes you feel a little better about one of those positions. And so if they do those two things, I'm with Judd. It's nine. Nine right now. I don't I don't see like a ceiling of 12 or 13 yet. They'd have to really hit a home run in the first or second round of the draft. It kind of, I mean, it kind of feels like back where they've been the last few years, which is competing and crossing your fingers and seeing what happens. Now, the biggest question and wild card in all of this, no pun intended on the wild card reference, how much better can Kevin O'Connell be in some of the situations that we criticize Mike Zimmer for, right? End of the first half, defense giving up all those points, offense great out of the gate and then sputtering once you get past the scripted plays, right? They were one of the highest scoring first quarter offenses. The numbers dipped after that. Right. Uh, when opposing teams get pressure on Cousins, he wasn't very good. Like, are there things that Kevin O'Connell can fix situationally, late game management, crunch time that are going to lead to a win over the Bengals that they should have had, right? A win over the Cardinals that they kicked away. So... People, I think, people are saying, well, Zimmer's gone, so therefore these things are fixed. Well, I mean, Kevin O'Connell's a first-year coach. He has to jump in and be great in some of these areas. Game management, game theory, etc. So, we'll see. The game that I always come back to, because I think it's an incredibly fair game to talk about, is the Browns game. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they went down and scored on the scripted plays. The offense looked fantastic. The yeah. offense then disappeared. The defense had a pretty good day. Like, that was a game, for all we talk about Arizona and the Bengals game, to me, the Browns game at, at home, where Baker Mayfield was truly awful, was a that's the exact type of game you have to win. Um, and so to me, that's like the poster child of how would Kevin O'Connell's Vikings fare in that game? Because that game was, I thought, an extreme indictment against everything that was wrong with the 2021 Vikings. Yep. Yep. And, you know... And we can sit there and lament the the games that they should have won. I mean, they also lost a close game to the winless Lions, and like there's just there's and just they almost all, lost twice to the Lions. Yeah, there's that game never should have been that close. A lot of things that need to be cleaned up, and the pressure is going to be on Kevin O'Connell. So, is coaching going to be an actual upgrade? We think it is, but he's got to actually upgrade things. If I hear the words Justin Jefferson was taken away and there was nothing we, we could do, everybody's fired again. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, they had two high, two high safeties, two safeties, so we had to throw it to Conklin. I don't and know the, what you want us to do. And my God, the films, these were like, yeah, I'll look at the yeah. two high safeties. And that's look something safeties, I'm though. very confident that, like, the way that the Rams approach offense, they are Agreed. dictating, they are attacking, they are using motions. Yes. And and they aren't, you know, opposing teams aren't just, oh, put, we put two safeties over the top, so I guess you can't throw it to Cooper Cup anymore. Oh, no, okay, we'll just put Cooper Cup over here and find a new way to get him the ball. Yeah, we can't throw it to Cup on this particular play. But the next play, we're going to adjust. Yeah, let's put him. Let's put him in the slot. Let's put him in the backfield. Let's do something creative. Amen. So um, yeah, so eight nine wins. All right, we're all kind of in the, we're all kind of in alignment with with what DraftKings says. And then question number four, it's our like random like question of the week. Quite simply, I'm gonna I'm gonna put some background behind this. So I uh, sometimes will just mindlessly scroll through TikTok. I don't know if you guys like late at night will oh, yeah. scroll through the talk or Instagram. Yep. And um, and you can find Score North on TikTok. We're rocking it daily basis. And I've I've followed a couple accounts now that do like creepy like ghost videos or like they'll show you know what is this thing that flashed across the hallway right like I can't get enough of that stuff. I don't know if it's fake. It's real. I I just like watching creepy videos. It goes like back that. to your Robert Stack days. Yes. Hello. Unsolved Mysteries. Yes. Oh, my gosh. 
That show is terrifying. They brought that show back on Netflix, I think, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I watched it. One, I watched one episode. That creepy thing in Baltimore was really weird. Where the dude, it was like a reenactment of the movie The Game. Yep, that was really weird. He just like jump. He committed suicide or committed suicide. Yep, super weird. Anyways, do you guys believe in ghosts? A and if you ever saw a ghost, would you be scared? Or have you seen a ghost? Um, I don't think I have. Uh, a, I do believe in ghosts because I believe in spirits. Uh, B, B, it depends on the circumstances. But across the board, I wouldn't be because, and I think we talked about this with the question. The haunted house thing. Uh, yeah. I think that a lot of spirits and ghosts are friendly. I don't think that they're there to, to hurt you. I don't know why exactly they are there, but I think they're definitely there at times. So, no, I would not. I, I might be sort of creeped out at first, but I wouldn't like, as a kid, it, it would have scared me. Now, I wouldn't automatically be scared. No, it depends, again, on the setting and things like that. But I would say, for the most part, it would not scare me because I do believe that there is another life form that, that exists that we can't necessarily see all, all the time. Last thing, I do think pets can. I've read that before, but I think animals can perceive the presence of beings hmm. where where humans can't. This is true. Hmm. I think I'm with Judd. I'm in lockstep with Judd on that one. Well, yeah, you see, like some of the videos you see are like an animal starts howling at. That's something. what yes. I'm talking about. What is? But they can see. Yes, and I'm. At? I'm convinced that they can. It's just like children have the ability to see things adults can at times. I think the simpler and less jaded. You are the more your ability to perceive your surroundings mm. exist. Okay. So I got no chance because I'm jaded and don't like people. That's true. Uh, yes, I totally <laughs> believe in God ghosts. On me. I totally believe in ghosts. I think I, I we've experienced paranormal act, paranormal activity uh, for the lack of a better word in my own house alone. Shortly after my dad passed away, and by the way, he passed away in our home. So, oh yeah, that's the, a good one. There was like two or three times my dad loved music, and in like our dining room we had a humongous speaker and whatnot, and we used to play music all the time. The speaker turned on like at three a.m. for no reason for like a week, a few months after he died, and we couldn't figure wow. out why. Why else like, was that like, damn like, speaker turning on? Was the was it radio playing or what? Yeah, it would turn on. Um, it was usually always a CD was always in there, and would it would just start playing. And there's no alarm that's function. Awesome. There's no alarm function on this. Well, we looked. Creepy. We looked that's weird. like crazy. It's not creepy. And the bastard turned on the stove once. He turned the stove that's, on. See, that's that's dangerous. That's, okay. He tried that's to kill dangerous. us. He tried to kill us. He did. <laughs> so he's a jokester. So who who jokester up on the he, stove? Or is he a murderer? Jokester. He's, 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 an, he's an arson. He's an arson. Sorry, we helped you pass in the afterlife. Don't take us with you. That's not how hey, this yeah, works. He passed in the house. He's still in. The, that meant he Ugh. was still there, so, and he was saying hi. So yes, I, I totally believe that there are spirits out there. Yes, easily. Yeah, I think so. I do. I've read enough books too, like. After my mom died a few years ago, I got really into like, so what what does happen? You know, I wonder, you know, I've always been like pretty agnostic religiously, but you know, I started reading books about afterlife and stuff. And I've never had any paranormal experiences yet, friendly or otherwise, or arson like Declan's <laughs> dad. But I think, yeah, I think, I don't know, I'm skeptical, but hearing stories like that with Declan, it's super weird. Like, why is the music, why is the speaker turning on at three in the morning? Oh, turn the stove on. Maybe well, I don't to cook something up. <laughs> I want to know people in the comment section on the Purple Daily YouTube page. Have you ever encountered paranormal activity? 
Have you ever been haunted by a ghost? The, the other, the last thing I'll say is I've had dreams both about my parents. And with my dad, he look, he's aged. Like he looks like he would look like in present day. Which yeah, is, I've, had which that, is I've had that with my mom. Yep. Yep, freaky, dude. It, 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 it's mind-blowing to me. And with my mom, it was, she always looked at my dad and he was younger. So it's just, it's it's strange how the afterlife works, dude. It's, it's mind-blowing. Dreams are weird in general. Yeah. It's just like, it's, you're just like living in some alternate universe. I had, you wake up and it's like, oh. I had terrible dreams two nights ago. Just brutal dreams. Really not fun at all. Didn't enjoy oh no, them. Oh, no. That contract was signed by Kirk Cousins. That was, oh, that, that, that was 70, an actual $70 thing. million dollars guaranteed. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, he's the vice. He he will be the. That wasn't a dream. He will be the vice. Yeah, Sean Manning is coming back. Yeah, like what? That, that, yeah, that's dude. not a. No, no, no. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, he's You're the kidding backup, me. Man. Yeah. yeah, he's the backup. Sorry, dude. It's crazy. You like That's that's what I don't. If I start hearing this two o'clock in the morning downstairs. You like that? Yeah. You like that? It's Kirk Cousins, the ghost of Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. All right. To wrap on this four question Friday here. Thanks for hanging out with us. Purple Daily.